Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Believe in uh, Sports Business Los Angeles, uh, along with Jeff Ballinger, who teaches uh, sports business uh, media at USC. My name is Fred Wohn. Happy to have you aboard with you every week. You should listen to this show and all the shows right here on Believe if you want to find out what's going on as far as Los Angeles and Southern California sports might be concerned. And uh, uh, let's talk, uh, Jeff, about uh, the Dodgers do not have a bullpen. I mean, bottom line is <laughs> Kenley Jansen is about uh, 80% of what he used to be, and nobody else yeah. can get anybody out. Last week, of course, uh, lose a game in Philadelphia because of the bullpen, lose another game in Philadelphia because of the bullpen, almost lose a game on Saturday because of the bullpen. Kershaw goes a great six, and then the bullpen blows a 6 nothing lead. Uh, but let's talk about ticket prices. Meanwhile, no bullpen, but they've raised ticket prices 3 to 17%. Mr. Fellinger, what's going on? There's never a dull moment in Dodgerland, is there, Fred? It's a high-wire act when you get to the eighth and ninth inning these days, and and then they just kind of slip it to the season ticket holders that the prices are going up next year, which seems a little premature to be announcing uh, <laughs> a ticket increase. But maybe they know something we don't about their plans for the rest of the season, and they would just as soon get people thinking about next year now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a little surprised that um, they rolled that announcement out when they did. Um, obviously, it's, uh, the hope is that you make decisions now and you are not going to be affected by uh, how the season plays out. Um and that's just one way of looking at it. The other way is to is to bet on yourself, um, getting the job done this year and finally win a World Series for the first time since 1988. And then you can um, then you can ask for ask for more and probably feel uh, like you have a better chance of getting those uh, renewals. So we'll see. First things first, though, Fred. They do need to make a deal, and they've got uh, a little less than 10 days to do it to get the bullpen short up. Problem is, uh, I saw Cambrell pitch uh, for uh, Chicago and get a save over the weekend. Uh, they could have had him, but he would have been expensive. There's really uh, Kirby Smart if San Diego is willing to uh, trade uh, north to, to L.A., and I don't think that's going to be the case. And maybe Giles, G- Giles from Toronto, but he's certainly not overwhelming at this point. He's also injured. So, I mean, the point is, I don't know if there's anybody really left. I think they may have blown the situation. There were relievers out there that they could have had earlier. They didn't go after it because I really think Andrew, Andrew Friedman thinks he's a genius. And, and, and let me just say, most of his deals have worked out positively. But every time I look at Houston and I see Mr. Alvarez, the big guy who can hit the ball five, almost 500 feet, uh, left-handed swinging big guy, and they trade him for a reliever named uh, Fields uh, a few years ago. And, of course, Fields didn't last even uh, a few months with the Dodgers. They've made mistakes, and I do believe they made a mistake here by not getting a reliever because they are the best team over 162 games. They are going to win 105 games or 110 games, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. In a short series, and we found out the last two years, if the relief core is not there, 
they're not going to win it. No, no, I, I don't disagree, Fred. Um, I, uh, I actually think there are a couple of pretty good options on the market. Now, the question is, are you going to want to pay the price? Philippe Vasquez would be my first choice, the left-hander from Pittsburgh. He's under club control for another year. You know, he is a dynamite left-hander. Uh, I think he would uh, immediately give the Dodgers a uh, somebody that could close, certainly somebody that could be a left-handed specialist. And he's a lights-out reliever. He's been, he's been great for the Pirates. Shane Green is another candidate out of Detroit, former Yankee. Obviously, Will Smith is up there, another left-hander in San Francisco, whether you want to trade with your um, um, interdivision and bitter rival, the Giants, remains to be seen. I saw somewhere they were somebody was proposing a Will Smith or Will Smith trade because, of course, the, the young Dodger catcher is a prime prospect. The problem, uh, Fred, is that the Dodgers have some really, really top prospects that are really ready to go now. And the question is, do you take a chance on trading a, a, an Alvarez-type talent, which they did to Houston, Gavin Lux is just killing it at Oklahoma City. He's hitting just below 500 since he arrived from Double A a couple of weeks ago. He's been he was a number one pick in 2016. I've followed him since he signed out of a Wisconsin high school. He looks like another Corey Seager. I had lunch with Ned Coletti over the weekend. We talked about Lux. He thought that maybe Lux could end up playing either second base or shortstop with Seager shifted to third after this season but he certainly is a guy at age 21 that is ready to go. Um, they'll, be, they'll be looking for one of the two catchers, Smith or Kyber Ruiz, who just got promoted to AAA as well. He had a home run in his first game yesterday. Um, another big outfielder, D.J. Peters from Glendora High, is, is, uh, is doing well at Oklahoma City. And Dustin May is a top right-handed young pitcher, a starter, potentially an ace. So the teams are asking for any of those guys. Two years ago, they asked. Uh, two and three years ago, they asked about Cody Bellinger. The Dodgers made a decision not to trade uh, Bellinger or a couple of their other really good young players. That's a really tough call, Fred. Half the people will say no. Go with the sure bet. Take the veteran. You're going to try to win it all. And another half would say don't mortgage the future. I think after after thirty year, thirty one years, Jeff. I think yeah. You got to go for winning it right now because right now they have talent in every position. Taylor's going to come back yeah. soon. I mean, they're they're deep in every position. Their guys can play a lot of different positions. No team can do that. Houston's close, but I I, I really think the Dodgers have the best team as far as one through twenty-five. But again, bullpen's such an important part of the game, and you blow a, a two two games to Philadelphia and. and you, you blow a game over the weekend. Uh, you almost blow it. You win it, but uh, you blow a six nothing lead with Kershaw on the hill, striking out ten on Saturday night. I mean, it just—I—I yep. I, I don't think good things are going to happen if they don't get a reliever at this point in time. And the guys you mentioned might do it. I've seen enough of Shane Green to understand that uh, he's certainly talented. I think he throws ninety five. But the bottom line is, yep. Jansen is not what he was. Everybody else stinks. And uh, it's sort of fun to watch the end part of a Dodger game because the other team's never out of it. No, it doesn't matter whether it's the the Woeful Marlins or the uh, the Red Sox or um, uh, Astros or whoever. But um, yeah, that's that's just that's a really tough call. I'm with you. I know that they have to bring in another reliever. Even Jansen said it. He said we you know we'd welcome to have another arm or two. 
It sends the right message to the players. It gives everybody a lift. You just, um, <laughs> you know, you keep your fingers crossed that 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 somebody like Alvarez or a Bellinger or someone like that isn't isn't the price you have to pay. But as you said, um, sometimes you do have to roll the dice and 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 uh, and get it done now and and send the right message out to the fans and the players. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a really interesting next week or so, but I guarantee you that Andrew Friedman's cell phone is is ringing constantly because those young players are really elite players, and it's why the Dodgers organization is so highly thought of from top to bottom right now. Well, you might have to use Kiki Hernandez in the bullpen. All right. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's Jeff Fellinser. I am Fred Wallen. This is uh, Believe in Sports Business Los Angeles. Let's uh, move across and uh, talk about the Angels. Obviously, the tragedy uh the loss uh, of tyler skaggs and the injury now to uh, heaney and the bottom line is are the angels buyers or sellers boy they, they to me are right on the fence i i would i would say when you've got mike trout again having a best player in the major league season in my opinion you know maybe this year you know you'd say cody bellinger and christian yelich are probably the having the best seasons but as far as just out-and-out consistency, day in, day out, I mean, we haven't seen the likes of Mike Trout in I don't know how long. So I think as long as he is healthy and um, leading the way, you, you owe to everybody to go for it. Now, you, 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 you don't have a particularly rich farm system right now like the Dodgers do, so, um, you know, how attractive – the Angels' young players might be. Yeah, there's Joe Adele, and there there are a couple guys that that would be um, of interest to anybody. But again, with the Angels, you you have fewer of those young players to build around, and you really do have to make sure that you have um, great young talent always surrounding Mike Trout. So I don't know if the Angels are in a great position right now. Even if they even if they got uh, another piece or two to help round out this lineup. Is it enough to, to squeeze into a, a wild card or a second wild card spot? Um, we'll probably know, and they'll probably push it right to the limit over the next 10 days. Folks, uh, what do you say? Uh, you could email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Uh, are you a season, season ticket holder to the Dodgers? Uh, you're going to have to have your first payment installment in by, I think, August 20th, and uh, they've raised it, depending on where you want to sit, 3 to 17%. Any comments about that? Dodgers uh, going to make the deal for the reliever or not, or the Angels, sellers, or buyers, and anything as far as L.A. sports right here on Believe. And uh, All right, Jeffrey, we haven't talked football, but we're getting closer and closer, and uh, soon Hard Knocks yep. will be on HBO. We can hardly wait. Uh, John Gruden and uh, the Las Vegas soon-to-be Raiders. But anyways... Uh, Chargers have a very tough choice to make here. I, I, well, I don't think it's tough. It's not my money, but uh, Melvin Gordon's one of the top six, seven running backs in the National Football League. Uh, ten touchdowns uh, each of the last three seasons. Uh, is it possible they're not going to sign him? Well, it's a, you know, that's one of these positions that is uh, a, a difficult one, um, in a sense, on both sides. The player is under contract to play this year. The team knows that he's outperformed. His contract, he's been a stellar player since he came into the league. He's a two-time pro bowler, um, you know, and, and he's in the prime of his career. And running backs don't have a, have a long shelf life. So uh, I, I certainly 
favor the, the player's position here because it's an important position. He's a legitimate weapon, Melvin Gordon. Um, I think he's, you know, he's earned the right to, to go beyond the, the $5.6 million he's owed. Um, you know, it's based on his draft position of number 15 um, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, and if a guy is performing beyond that, why wouldn't you want to lock him up, especially knowing that, uh, you know, when you get, as you start to ease towards 30, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, limited amount of time beyond that. So uh, I would hope they would resolve it, and I would hope with, given the injury risk that occurs every time a running back touches the ball, uh, and sometimes when he doesn't touch the ball, just blocking and, and getting in the way of some of the on-rushing uh, linemen, defensive ends. Um, I, I would hope the Chargers will get that done because I think to take the pressure um, off the passing game and, and keep the Chargers balanced, I mean, you better have somebody that's a threat running the ball as, as the Rams have seen when, when they've had a healthy and effective Todd Gurley. All right, uh, Crosstown, uh, you just mentioned the Rams. Let's talk about the Rams. Uh, listen, I'm not a scout. When I saw Goff uh, play at Cal, I thought he was a very good college quarterback and a backup type in the National Football League. Uh, his first year in the NFL didn't play too well. Last two years, of course, has played much better. But he is soon going to need a long-term contract. Will it be with the Rams? I think it should be. I'm higher on Goff than probably you were coming out of college. I really, really liked what I saw, and I watched him closely at Cal. I think the fact that he didn't have a redshirt year, meaning he only played three years in college. Yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam Darnold had a redshirt year um, and played two, so they had the same number of years in college. But essentially, he was thrown into the fire. It wasn't a pretty scene at Cal um, at the end of Sonny Dyke's regime. Um, and I, I think he has shown enough and especially given the fact you have uh, just a few really elite players, if he's not quite at that highest level, I think he's close enough that you've got to break the bank and, 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 and build around. This position is so important. There's no more important position in sports than quarterback. I think if you've got somebody that has shown they can be an all-star, if not a Hall of Famer or an all-time great, that remains to be seen, but an all-star caliber player, they're so hard to get. You overpay for them, and I think that's what you do in this case, and especially knowing you're going into a new stadium, an expensive new stadium, where you're going to want to sell you know, every valuable piece that you have on your roster to sell tickets. Uh, I think it really starts with the quarterback. I, send, I think, again, it, I think it sends the right message to everyone. Folks, you're listening to Believe in uh, Sports Business Los Angeles. Every week we'll give you a, a new uh, spiel on what's happening as far as the sports business, sports media here in Southern California. And uh, Nobody's better than Jeff Ballinger, who teaches sports uh, business media at USC. I followed it uh, since I was very, very young here in Southern California. So I'd love your emails at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, got to talk about this every week. I promise the fans they'll get this every week. Dodgers still blacked out on DirecTV, and 60 to 70% of us cannot watch uh, 130, 125 of the Dodger games because uh, Time Warner Spectrum paid the Dodgers the $8 billion. Dodgers don't seem to care that 60 to 70% from Vegas to L.A. cannot uh, watch the games. And, and we also, of course, on DirecTV cannot get the Pac-12. And now, starting mm-hmm. the past Saturday, and we're taping this on Monday, uh, 
we lost the CBS affiliates here in Southern California, including uh, uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9, both owned by CBS. Now CBS and AT&T are having a battle. So all the uh, CBS owned across America had to be taken off uh, by DirecTV in those uh, particular areas. But uh, you moved uh, to Spectrum. I'm coming close to leave, even though in every other way, DirecTV's got more than Spectrum, I believe. They're very, it's very upsetting at this point. Jeff, you think now, uh, maybe, you know, it won't even be the Dodgers and it won't be the Pac-12. It'll be the fact that Channel 2 and Channel 9 here uh, not shown anymore on DirecTV? Well, whatever it takes, Fred. Um, but it's, uh, it, 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 it just, it, I'll tell you, I, I can't. You know, as you mentioned, I, I moved over. I didn't want to leave DirecTV. I had no complaints with DirecTV, but I just didn't want to go. At that time, the Lakers at that point still went yeah. on DirecTV. They, yeah. they, they went over shortly after, but the Dodgers haven't moved, and, and neither is the Pac-12. And, and it's funny. It, it sounds like by making the move, uh, in a sense, maybe I'm favoring the side of the, of the, the Dodgers and the Pac-12 to, to go to where I can get them. I really don't. I think it's um, I think it's unconscionable that the Dodgers have had any part in letting this situation get to where it is, and the Pac-12 as well. If it meant lowering your um, margins and and at least, especially in the case of the Pac-12, because they were starting from scratch with their network, I thought they really should have come in uh, with an attitude of we have something to prove, take us on, and we'll show you. Instead, they. They, they approached it from a position to me of, of kind of false strength, um, when I think they should have come in with with the idea of, of having a lot to prove. In the case of the Dodgers, um, you know, as, as you alluded to, they made the deal, and as soon as the I think the, the checks were signed, they were off the bank to cash them. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any consequence for the fact that 70% of Southern California can't see them. Um, it's uh, it's just it's shameful. Frankly, I mean, again, I'm I'm lucky to have an option uh, and to have the, the the a network that carries the games uh, in this case Spectrum uh, for me to, to to have as an option. I cannot imagine having with all the games I've seen to think that none of them would have been available had I lived in a certain certain areas of Southern California. Um, but it's uh, and it's really too bad for the people that have Direct TV because they're clearly putting a lot of money out as you do for for uh, uh, television, entertainment, and sports. Um, what they're, they're really, you know, I think I, I, think I mentioned to you this uh, a while back that, uh, you know, a friend of mine who works at DirecTV once told me when I told him about, about switching over, he said, unfortunately, for sports fans like yourself, there aren't enough like you that, that are willing to do that, are willing to leave, that send the message to DirecTV. So, Probably you you uh, you know you speak with um, <laughs> with uh, you know your your decision there to to make a switch sends the probably sends a message that they haven't seen enough of at Directv to go back to the bargaining table and and get a deal done. And uh, one final thought on the subject: not just Channel Two here locally, not just Channel Nine, uh, not shown on Directv until the deal between AT&T and the CBS uh, uh, corporate uh, company can, can be made, but also the Smithsonian uh, channel, which I loved. And certainly on the yep. July 20th, they had some great things on uh, reaching the moon 50 yep. years ago on July 20th. And, of course, we couldn't see it. 
and uh, after 11 o'clock, and also the uh, on uh, the CBS Sports Channel, not on DirecTV anymore. So I think there's going to be some movement now if this is not resolved very, very quickly, and I think they take us for granted. Well, I've been with you 25 years, DirecTV. You better fix it. All right, one final comment, one final uh, topic, and this is almost funny, but but not really. Uh, uh, the Clippers make the signings, and uh, they've got Leonard and they've got George. And, of course, uh, immediately ticket prices went through the roof. Jeffrey, uh, when I was growing up, my dad could take me to a Laker game or a Dodger game for, I think, $3 or $5 in the 60s, whatever it was. And he was just a manager of a meat market, uh, so basically just you know middle class and no more than that. I could go to 10 games, the Lakers, 10 Dodger games and whatever. That's why I became a sports fan. These prices that the Clippers now are going to be charging, not not even comparable to the Lakers. I don't know how the average fan can can become a fan if you're a kid because your parents can't take you. No, it's so true, Fred. You know, and and I grew up in a, in a similar way. I had a chance to go to, to games of uh, on every, you know, at every turn, whether it was Dodgers, Lakers, Angels, Rams. They were all reasonably priced. I mean, we didn't know better, so we just assumed they were reasonable you could get in for a little less than uh, a little less expensive it seemed if there if that was the best option you would have a, a seat way 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 up there in the nosebleed but you could get in when i teach my sports and media technology class at usc i always make this point we have this battle going on right now in home versus in stadium technology's never been better uh in, in either place at home or in the stadium but the best memories in sports the very best memories that you and I have, I think, Fred, happened at the stadium. We of were course. there. Of course. That's the currency. That's the currency that we hold now. When I tell my classes about being at the 65 S UCLA game or or uh, a Rose Bowl or the Kirk Gibson game in 88 or All-Star games, watching the Lakers clinch the game seven in 88, it was being there. And it was it was magical. Now, what you do have today, Fred, we both have to acknowledge is you have home games televised, unless you're talking about the Dodgers on direct TV. <laughs> <laughs> you have home games on television, which we never have. So there is one part uh, that, that of this equation that says, hey, you, you, you're getting more games than ever on television, so maybe today's fan grows up more with the television in home experience than we did with the in-stadium experience. And whereas I'm glad to see more games televised, home or away, uh, I'm a little sad that maybe more people, especially kids, won't grow up getting a chance to be there and feel it and see it and taste it and smell it. June 1962, I'm a little kid. My dad uh, takes me to the Dodger game against the Mets, first year for the Mets uh, after expansion, and Colfax is on the hill for the Dodgers. First inning, nine strikes, uh, three strikeouts. Um, and now we get to the sixth inning. I think the Dodgers were up 3 nothing, and my dad says, nothing's happening. And I said, but he's got a no-hitter going, Dad. I knew that at a very young kid what a no-hitter was. He said, but i got to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I actually heard uh, the rest of uh, Sandy Colfax's first no-hitter on the radio listening to Vince Goy, which wasn't too bad, but the point is I, I, I always tell people I was there on the on the very first uh, no-hitter of the great Sandy's career. Hey, Jeffrey, we'll do as this again next. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I am just going to say, Fred, as long as you were there for more than five innings, I can give you credit for seeing the no-hitter. As, <laughs> as, as long as you can record more than five, we're giving you credit for being there. 
and listening to Scully on the way home was not too shabby. Uh, Jeff, we'll do this again next week. Uh, Thank you for joining us again on uh, uh, Believe and Sports Business Los Angeles. Stay well, stay cool, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it. Always my pleasure. Thank you. Nobody knows more than Jeff Fellinger. He teaches uh, sports business media at USC, and uh, I have followed it my entire life. I love talking sports business. I hope you do, too. I hope you love listening to it and talking about it and emailing us at sportsfred at AOLA.com, sportsfred at AOLA.com. And we'll see you next week around the corner. Dom, thank you for putting this show together, and we'll see you soon right here on Believe and Sports Business Los Angeles. Bye, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.